Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Star Trek Picard, the end of the beginning, and absolute candor. In the year 2020, Star Trek is back, baby! Yup, we're here for the next couple Picard <coughs> episodes. It's the end of the beginning. Yeah, um, and the beginning. Yeah, in uh, Absolute Candor, episodes three and four. Oh, I forgot that was the name of the episode. I thought you were just saying this is the end of the beginning. No, no, that's the <laughs> name of the episode. Um, but you predicted last week. Oh yeah, episode three will end with him finally going to space and saying engage. Which is how you it were ended. bang on. Yeah. How could it not? <laughs> I know. Now, right, but there was a part of me that. Uh, before I saw any of the show, kind of thought that would how episode one would end. Oh right, <laughs> but uh, I. I of course, I sound like a moron the last one. Hey, you think Bruce Maddox will be a thing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yes. Okay. That's <laughs> the mission he's on now. <laughs> okay, anyway, this is Matt. This is Luke. Welcome to our... Sci-Fi Sanctuary. And we are, as already stated, getting into the next couple Picard episodes. It's clipping wrong. It, it is different than TNG, definitely. Oh, yeah, very different. <laughs> Which is what we want. It's very different than Discovery, too, which yes. I think is what we want. What are we getting? Um, we're still at a very... S- because I'm used to Star Trek being an episodic thing, right? Monster of the Week stuff. Not necessarily monster, but you know. Um, it's oddly slow-paced. Even though a lot happens per episode. Like, he's still putting together a team for this one mission. Which we've never really seen in Trek before. No, it's a uh, single storyline, right? Right. I mean, it really is like a 10-hour, well, not 10-hour, but 10-episode movie. Well, like, even when, because, like, DS9 and later seasons of Enterprise did do, like, ongoing plots. But even then, each episode had, like, its own little beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And maybe tied into a meta-narrative. Even Discovery has episodes where they kind of go do something else for a bit. Yeah. But uh, this, there's just the one thing they're doing. Mm. Which is, I guess, because we're basically focusing on one character, so... Yeah, no. <laughs> it's just it's, it's a very different beast to any Star Trek we've seen before. It's also not a Federation ship. Exactly. Which we haven't seen before. And how did you feel when you saw the ship? I thought it looked like one of the ships in FTL. Yeah, it looks very un-Star Trek. Yeah. And this would look... Yeah, it does look very video gamey. It Just kind literally, of generically... Oh, it's a spaceship. Spaceship. I'd show you right now, but literally looks like one of the ships on yeah. FTL. Or maybe Mass Effect as well. Yeah, something like that. It's a cool one. I it's like cool. it. It's cool. I like it. It's yeah. just, it, yeah. But it kind of works, right? Because all the ships we, which I think of as Star Trek ships, it's no, it's their Starfleet ships. Yeah. And this isn't. So it makes sense. It's a bit different. It's got the captain's chair. It's got the uh, proper helm. Yeah. <laughs> like the holographic helm now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what do you think of, um, oh, God, what's his name? 
Rios? Yes, Rios, thank you. Um, and all of his yeah, emergency holograms. All his... I like it. I think it's a fun shtick. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you make all holograms that look like you? Bants. <laughs> and then act like an asshole towards him. Is that like self-loathing? Self I guess so. Yeah. Because everyone in this show has kind of like something screwed up about them now. Yeah. That's the peak TV thing. Nobody can just be groovy. I yeah, mean, yeah. That's, that's how you do TV these days, right? No, of course, it's quite hard-hitting to have a screwed-up Picard, because he's your hero, right? We like, you know, TV. He, they, but... See, he's kind of screwed up, but there's also still a lot of Picard there. He's still standing on his principles. Yeah. Like, he's been dis disillusioned by Starfleet at this point. But he's still a good person, right? It's the same guy that was on the bridge of the Enterprise. It's not the same institution that ran the Enterprise, basically. Yeah. So is that... Now, I'm not going to call it a problem with the show, but in the, the Roddenberry vision, is that an issue? Yeah. Starfleet's kind of but, screwed up. Like, now. the Roddenberry vision was abandoned as early as, like, the latter half of TNG, right? Because people talk about it as they introduced the Borg when Roddenberry left. <laughs> because it, now they a, had technology but, as a... Yeah, the, the board came in when he was still, I think, like, they, there. That was he, the one episode they were in. Yeah, he was definitely less involved. And then, like, DS9, I feel like, is very not Roddenberry. Well, that's the first series where they really didn't consult him much, wasn't it? Yeah, and then, like, it, there are times in DS9 where Starfleet seems like the bad guys. Yes. And here, Starfleet pretty much are the bad guys now. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, they're the modern bad guy, which is just they don't care. They right. are just apathy personified. Which allows you to plant all these, like, wrong, you know, moles in there, I guess. And yeah, that's yeah. what we're seeing. That's why we're, like, Starfleet's the bad guy now, the Federate, or, the, yeah, Starfleet, because we're seeing, like, the Romulan moles at work or whatever. How do you feel about the sort the weird, incestuous brother-sister Romulan villain characters we've got at the moment? Yeah, that's kind of, well... They're just, they're just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like... Because um, this conversation I had with someone else was saying, like, oh, I don't really like the villains, I don't, I don't get it, it's this and... But, like... I, just, I don't really care about the villains, whether they're good or bad. Because mm. I very rarely in Star Trek do you care who the villain is, right? It's just about seeing the sci-fi stuff and the crew. Right, and the, the moral dilemma to deal with. Yeah. So I mean, people bring up, like, Khan, but that's, like, one example in a lot of episodes of Star Trek, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess we've, we're basically throwing Starfleet under the bus because now we're going to put all these, uh, these idealistic principles in Picard. Well, I mean, I'm, if there's going to be an arc to, I mean, probably not this season, but the series as a whole, it will be him bringing that back to Starfleet, I would imagine. But Which is kind of what Discovery Season 1 did, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a very different... Well, there's also, there's like 200 years between them, right? That, 400 that, years, well, yeah. Yeah, but like one year on production history. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But that's why they think they can get away with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it's a very different approach, of course. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Again, you know, Patrick Stewart is way too old to do action Picard, so... He does uh, a little bit of fencing, though. <laughs> a little bit, but, I mean, yeah, yeah, there's some very light fencing, but I do like how when things start hitting the fan, you know, um, he, Picard now kind of cowers back for the most part, because, well, he's not going to do anything, is he? Yeah, well, he, this is more like season one Picard. <laughs> yeah. When they were doing the whole, no, the captain stays on the ship, and Riker does the action thing. But he was... And then Stewart's like... No, I want to punch people. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some action scenes. <laughs> At the same time, that, that Picard was quite arrogant, which this one is not. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of growth there. But yeah, well, TNG did actually have a fair amount of character growth over the series. 
Yeah. Uh, something I'll bring up later, actually. There's a couple of things I want to bring up. Well, Absolute Candor, the uh, fourth episode, gets to right at the beginning because, oh, I heard you were, you know, didn't like kids. And, oh, it's fine, you know? At this point, that's not really his case. He's yeah, but within TNG, we saw him get over that, right? Yes, yes, of he course. Respecting Wesley a lot by the end. And stuff. Yeah, I'm just trying to pull how the somehow uh, he ends up tolerating Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was only a rec- he was a recurring guest star. I know, but yeah, uh, you know, you see an Alexander episode, you, you feel like you can press skip. <laughs> yeah, except for the one with all the datas, fistful of datas. The cowboy fun. one. Yeah, yeah, that one's good. I mean, it's not good. Well, it's not good. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I I don't necessarily make that distinction like most people do. Yeah. Okay, so the other folks... Oh, in the beginning of episode three, we have Picard actually, like, resigning. I, I thought yeah, that, we get to see that scene. Yeah. Yeah, well, I like that he played it as a trump card, not expecting them to accept. Well, he did it so many times in the series, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the one time it didn't work, and, yeah, he had to drag his... Uh, his crew, or at least his first officer, along with him. All right, let's get to my first major complaint, and they both involve her. Okay. I hate that she calls him JL. <laughs> it's just, that... it's, it feels like they were like, okay, how can we really ham-fistedly suggest they have history? Oh, she has a crap nickname for him. Was that, though, was that from Tapestry? I feel like the girl that I was a cadet with called him JL. Ah, people, I, it just, it's shit. Okay. Uh, it might have precedent. It's still shit. Okay. Uh, it did sound weird. I it's get the that. the same but... number of syllables as Jean-Luc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 100% sure, sure that's what they what she called him in Tapestry. If it did, at least there's that connection. But yes, Jean-Luc JL takes the same amount. I just, I just don't feel like Jean-Luc Picard would let you call him JL. Maybe, maybe <laughs> she has... Maybe she can only do, like, soft, like, J's. <laughs> or can't do soft. Yeah. She can't he, do a J. Maybe she tried calling him John Luke and he hated John it. John Luke? Oh! No! <laughs> okay, JL. Okay, that's fine. Fine, that'll do. <laughs> Does that make you okay with it? Yeah, okay, if we get that scene. <laughs> <laughs> if we get that flashback at the beginning yeah. of episode five. Punch you in the face because she calls him John Luke one too many times. Hey, are you John Luke? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm Luke Jill, John. Jill. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Um, okay, the second thing is... So I still don't understand the economy of the Federation. Do they have money or not? <laughs> okay, so... Raff- how is she poor? <laughs> She's poor, I guess, but one, she has a nice computer set up in her, in her place. Maybe she just once lives that way. I mean, she lives at the bottom of the Vasquez Rocks, which in this case actually is the Vasquez Rocks, which right, is wonderful. Yeah. But she's living in a real nice place, and... Maybe that's what maybe but that's she her describes jam. it like, oh look at me now, I live in squalor and like, Yeah, but she's fucking pissed at Picard. <laughs> it might just be that she's been like ostracized from I think we're gonna find out that she has some kind of dark past and because he put faith in her, she like Cause she says like, Oh, you quit so now I'm being fired, right? Mm. So I'm guessing that he took a chance on her on the understanding that she would only serve with him. So maybe it's not that she's poor because she broke up with Picard, it's because it's that She's lost all the standing that let her get away with joining Starfleet, and now she's back to being having to live like a civvy, which is not what she wanted to do. Right. Yeah. But cr- also, they hire the space dude, so he needs money for some reason. We're told many times in TAG, TNG they don't use money anymore. Yeah. What is he doing? So but maybe because he lives outside of Federation space, which he does imply that he spends time doing that. Okay, that's something, I guess. But, like, if you if you live in, like, a socialist utopia, why do you go and get a dangerous job? Perhaps they're not using currency, per se, but they're... Maybe they're bartering with them. It mm. could be a form of barter. Yeah. I mean, barter, you don't even need an economy for barter, I'm right? I'm sure there are some things you can't get just from going yeah. to your local replicator. 
It's, so, it's, I always find it weird when we start seeing people in Star Trek exchanging purchases, right? I mean, it's not like he handed over, like, a stack of archers, you know? Yeah. I'm just assuming that's what the money would be called. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I Benjamin yeah, says it's dark, not <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Some Porthoses. <laughs> anyway, he doesn't, I mean, they're paying him in some way, but it's not necessarily in currency. Right. I mean, maybe it's in like a Sorry. barrel of wine. Yeah, it just it briefly I got... It sounded like you're implying that Jean-Luc Picard was sucking him off. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that'll be the opening scene of season... Uh, season, excuse me, episode uh, five, where we go real, like, you know, peak TV. <laughs> well, it'll start with, like, Captain's Lock, and then it zooms out, and it's just him and a big old dick. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So I've heard people use that gag before, right? But to me, when you talk about a log, that's not a dick, it's a big shit. Yeah. In America, is log a dick? Come on, if you're, if you're looking for entendre, double entendres, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an easy place to look. I know, but it just, because in my head it is so categorically, no, that word means big shit. <laughs> Calling your dick a big shit is not, like, appealing, right? People call themselves, but yo, I'm big shit. <laughs> Is that the right word? I'm a big I, shit. People say I'm the shit. Yeah, there you go. says I'm big shit. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. No, you don't talk to me that way. I'm big shit. <laughs> I'm a big old pot of shit. <laughs> okay, I guess people don't talk that way. <laughs> It didn't... I didn't love it at first. 
But the Picard theme has grown on me to the point that I had it stuck in my head all day on Friday. Oh, really? I, yeah. I'm, I can't recall at the moment. All I can think of is those little pieces. Yeah, back right. Together. But, so because I liked it, I went on YouTube and gave it a listen. And then the next recommended video uh, pointed out something incredible to me. Um, it's from The Inner Light. Oh, okay. I'll show you a wee clip. Where is it? You know we're recording this time, right? Yes. Okay. But this time it's relevant. <laughs> he loves playing. He loves playing. He's quite good at it, don't you think? Yeah, he loves doing a lot of things. Da, 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 Last week, the... all he wanted to do was be a botanist. The week before that, a sculptor. <laughs> But it's that. Yeah, okay. Because they did put the flute into the promotional materials. Yeah, apparently, um, in interviews, the compo- the guy who made the theme said it was deliberately referencing. Yeah, okay, that's cool. That makes me appreciate it more. But yeah. I mean, I was like, it's fine, you know? I mean, to be honest, I never particularly liked this Deep Space Nine or Voyager themes. I really hated the Enterprise theme. <laughs> I. It's been a long time getting from there. God damn, I hate that song. But okay. most time is. Right, okay. Um, one time, we were talking about Quantum Leap, and none of us could remember the main actor's name. So I had to, in my head, sing the Enterprise theme until I saw his name come <laughs> up on screen. Scott Bakula! Yeah, there. I had to be like... <laughs> Starring Scott Bakula. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Do you ever forget Patrick Stewart's name? God, no. <laughs> Although, we were practicing a lesson at work, and I had to have a conversation with our Japanese manager, Yuko Sensei, about our favorite actor. And I said, Patrick Stewart. And she's like, oh, sorry, I don't know who that is. Can you try another one? And I was like, okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I like and that was Schwarz. when I found out that he's called Schwarzan here. <laughs> <laughs> Schwarzan. That sounds, yeah, okay, that sounds a little racy. <laughs> um, oh, who's the doctor? I, I, all I can think of is Amanda Pill, again, running the credit through my head, because uh, that's the name after Patrick Stewart, so I thought that was Dodge and whatever the um, yeah, living one is. Um, Saji. Yeah, but that is actually the um, Daystrom Institute scientist. Oh, so um, she's another character. I kind of liked her, right? She's nice. And then I was talking to Matty at work about Scott Pilgrim, and it suddenly hit me in the face like a punch. She's um, the drummer from Scott Pilgrim. Ah, I knew I recognized her from somewhere. Yeah, who was also one of my favorite characters in Scott Pilgrim. So. Do you think she's an android? Nah, I don't think so. She might be an android. She's just their attempt at having their own Tilly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anyway, in a few weeks if I turn out being right, I'm, I'm just saying I said it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, cool. I could see that as being like the fail safe or something. Um, That's why if, she was there. If we're guessing there's going to be a character who is a surprise android, I would go with um, the one who keeps calling him JL. Rafi? Yeah, Rafi. But she was Starfleet officer. So was Data. I think they do a medical check. Yeah, uh, true. Okay. I might not. Uh, but, yeah, but I think um, the other one, like, passes for human, right? Rios? No, um, Taj and Soji. Oh, yeah, they pass for human. They, they don't yeah. know they're androids. So I'm assuming that even a medical check won't give it away. Like, they're like biological synthetics. Yeah, but they're not in Starfleet. No. Yeah, so they don't get the, the full McCoy runaround. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, who, who is our ass kicker's name? Who was fencing with... Picard and then does some decapitating. 
Oh, I don't remember his name. Okay, so that episode... So we're on episode four now. There yeah. really is not much to say about episode three. We're kind of... He gets Raffi and he gets on his spaceship. Yeah, we're basically, <laughs> like, kind of jumping around where we need be. But, um... So we see him in the, like, the pre-credits sequence. And, um... I was so sure that kid was the Romulan spy who we've been seeing for the first three episodes. That's what was my it first looks thought. Exactly, it actually looks a lot like him, Yeah, right? that was my first thought. I was, oh, we're seeing a bit of his backstory. And they call him Sister Boy, and the only thing we know about him is he has a sister. <laughs> but no, they're introducing a new character. He's hanging with the sisters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense eventually. And this guy <laughs> seems pretty cool, right? But I, ve- I was very sure that's who we were... In, right up until he gets to the place and sees him in the background... I was convinced that was who we'd been seeing at the Yeah, start. I was on your boat. Maybe I just... Because I don't remember their names. Have we found his name? No, because I forgot the word Kanda. Elnor. Elnor? Elnor. Elnor. Yeah. That sounds like an elf. He looks like an elf. He's very an elf. <laughs> <laughs> A decapitating elf. Yeah, that's... Probably the thing so far which has felt the least Star Trek to me. That felt very Rogue One. Yeah, it felt, well, it just felt very Star Wars, right? Where you can be super duper good at hand to hand combat and it makes you amazing. Because, like, Star Trek has punch ups, right? But even the strongest, bestest guy can, you know, sometimes they can just lose a fight because people lose fights, right? Well, the best is Kirk Fu, isn't it? Yeah, it's just punching real hard, <laughs> tackling and stuff. And just the idea that there's, like, super elite ninja guys. I don't know. It just feels weirdly untracked to I think me. That's section thirty-one. I mean, that obviously he's not part of that. He's right. part of this uh, Romulan reclamation site or refugee site. Excuse me, reclamation site is a board cube, isn't it? Like I think it's never been a Star Trek thing that being good at fighting makes you this cut above other people, mm. which is his whole character. He's like a trained super killer. Right. Um, now, now let's put the context of his home, which is. We have Picard showing up many years earlier, looking basically like an imperialist bastard with his Very, white yeah, suit and yeah, yeah. hat, saying everything's going to be A-OK, beaming out. you, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, the entire town turns to absolute shit. <laughs> but um, it leads to an interesting message, which I feel like might be a big part of the show, where she's like, because you couldn't save everyone, you didn't bother to save anyone. Which I feel like is an attitude a lot of people kind of have, right? Anytime you're like, oh, I'm supporting such and such charitable cause, like, well, what about this other issue? You're not supporting that. That's bigger. Like, sometimes you just got to pick your battles, right? Yeah, I mean, it's I better think... to do some good than no good. Here's the thing. Okay, let's say someone approaches you and is like, hey, donate for these, you know, kids in the in the Congo, right? Right. I don't know if that's a particular thing, but uh, anyway, you do that. Okay, with that money, like at best, like five percent of that money is actually going to that cause. I know. I'm not necessarily talking about terrible donations. No, I know. I'm, I'm just using that as my intro here. Right. Um, the only things you can truly positively positively affect are the things that you come across in your life. Yeah. I mean, how do you know Botswana is really a country? Well, true. You know, I haven't been there. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it None is. None of this is helpful, Matthew. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm just putting forth that you can't help Botswana, right? So if Picard wants to help everybody, he needs to focus on the things he can actually manage. But I think manage. another thing would be if um, someone walks up, two people walk up to you, and it's like, oh, can I have 10, 10, pound, 10 bucks to help these orphans? And the other guy's like, can I have 10 bucks to help these orphans? And you've only got 10 bucks. And you're just like, I've only got 10 and walk away. <laughs> right? Just help one of them. <laughs> mm, right, okay. But... Or, you know, you've got three different candidates... 
one of them, each one of them is supporting one of the issues you care about, so you just don't vote. Mm. No, vote for one of them, because otherwise you're getting Nazis. But at the same time, if you give <laughs> if, if you give 10 bucks to one of them, it might just all go to like a Tal Shiar, you know, party. But you don't know. You don't but know. Le- but, okay, well, this is back to the fact that Matt doesn't believe anything, whereas I try to believe in people. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, Picard has been sitting in his vineyard, right? Just kind yeah. of like nursing he's his... Give, he's given up. ...pride. Um, he is now going on this one mission with a specific purpose to do something he can do. Mm. He's not, you know, like, that's how you do something. Well, he made his stand by leaving Starfleet. But then I guess he didn't, it just didn't really occur to him that he could just do good apart from Starfleet. <laughs> I think, like, at the back of his mind, he was thinking that any day now he was going to get the call and they were going to admit they were wrong. Yeah. That's kind of why he thought that you could just walk in there and get a spaceship. <laughs> he probably made some nice wine, though. Oh, Yeah. And, you know, making good wine is doing good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you've, you know, previously been trying to save Romulus, I guess that's a different deal, but... <laughs> and I guess he... I think he'd earned a retirement. Oh, definitely. I mean, he'd done enough. I mean, <laughs> Saved the galaxy enough times. Exactly. He, he, he can't... Uh, can Picard rest on his laurels? I guess not. Like, anyone else would say yes, but I think the man himself would say no, right? That's kind yeah. of the point. Well, he doesn't want to admit that he's, you know, getting old. I mean, he does admit he's getting older and slower, because he is, but he certainly doesn't want to. <laughs> and also, he, he was living with some Romulans saying, like, you know, you did a good thing, we remember you, right? So he probably felt like he had done enough. But yeah. What exactly is he trying to do now? He's just trying to save Soji. Yeah. And he's hoping that in some way that will help him atone for Data sacrificing himself. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a bigger picture. Or, well, he's going to end up ship. trying to stop the Borg and help the Romulans and blah, yeah. blah, 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 Maybe blah. Maybe leading a Starfleet fleet from his from his weirdo ship. I don't know if that's going to happen. It could. Yeah, can in season two he'll still be in this ship or he'll have a Starfleet ship? I don't know. I, honestly, just, I think... Right he, now, I guess. I, I, I don't think he should... I think he should be on this ship. Yeah. I don't think... I think Picard's... Over, Insurrection already made it clear he's over Starfleet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now he's over, over Starfleet. Although I saw a good point that he's kind of in the wrong in Insurrection. Yeah, why? Because they could have health care for everyone in the galaxy, and he wants to help these people keep living in their village. <laughs> <laughs> but they'd have to, like, go there, right? Well, I guess the point was to destroy it and bottle it. Right. I don't know. Maybe that would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having this privileged few keep this thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I haven't seen the film in a long time. I just saw this take and I was like, oh, yeah, kind of. There's, yeah, there's a bit it. of a slippery slope there. Hey, you yeah. know, that's what makes it actually a decent film. Yeah, um, yeah, it feels, it feels very Star Trek because there's a wandry to it. Yeah, I almost feel... I almost have a tinge of regret that Picard so far has put Nemesis clearly into the now you have to watch it in the stream of Star Trek because that means now you got to watch Nemesis. But Insurrection, man, that's a good movie. I like it. <laughs> You only have to watch it once. <laughs> oh, I don't. I've seen it many times. I like Insurrection. I've seen it. Oh, no, I was talking about Nemesis. Oh, Nemesis. I've seen Nemesis several times, too. Well, same, because, well, I watched the bad Star Wars over and over, so of course I watched the Star Treks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I don't think there's a Star Trek I don't enjoy watching. I don't, oh, I don't think Nemesis show. is good, right? Yeah. No, I mean, even the films. Yeah. I don't think Nemesis is good, but I watch it. Yeah, I watch from time and to time. And I enjoy watching it. I it's do. not like Attack of the Clones where I sit through it and I'm like, I hate this. 
<laughs> I do love uh, Picard's glee and, and driving the, the little um, buggy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah. a fantastic moment. <laughs> and Riker trying to have a cool punch-up, but he's clearly a fat old man. <laughs> and let's just throw out one more time. Tom Hardy's good in that movie. Tom Hardy's good in every movie. Yeah, but he never gets credit for that one. I know. <laughs> so... Basically killed his career for 10 years, didn't it? Yeah. Till Inception or so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you wanna you wanna give us a prediction for where we're going from episode three and four? I mean, I, is, was there anything else we? Well, got? we've got seven or nine shows up right at the end. Oh, okay. We should talk about that. It Here, kind, uh, kind of makes me regret that they put her in trailers and stuff. Yeah. Because imagine if you'd actually gotten that as a reveal moment. Yeah, because I'm not like a giant. I'm not a big Voyager fan. Yeah, we talked about this before. So me I'm too, just like, really. oh, there she is. I know her. Right. You're opening Pepper. Or something. It's my deodorant. I'm just taking the plastic off. Cause okay, because it's going to come. Yeah, people are going to hear that. Which yeah, is fine, no. things are near me, so I touched That's some them. axe, man. We don't call it axe in the UK. We call it links. Really? Yep. This is axe. I know, because we're in Japan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's axe in America. Yeah. I know, I know, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so, yeah, 7 and 9, I'm, I'm like, okay, there she is. But, I mean, it means we're going to get into the Borg stuff a bit more. Right, right. So she presumably knows a bit about what's going on. That's the end of the Borg. Oh, yeah, he's got his holographic study. That's. I, I was... Because he was saying, oh, I never really felt at home here. Yeah. So I'm expecting them to, by the end of the series, they replace that with his study from the Enterprise or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Like, as long as it's a D. But, yeah, yeah I thought it was interesting that he didn't make that program. So I was like, here, here's your study. Go in. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh, you're, the Romulan guy sent it over. Yeah. Like, oh, they think that's where he feels at home oh yeah man I okay there's my prediction then I'm hoping that episode 5 turns into the uh, ready room you know ready room would be fun that'd be cool his quarters would be fine too but the ready room's really the place or 10 forward I don't know that'd be kind of weird if it's 10 forward but you could do that um, I'm surprised that we're 4 episodes in we haven't met any of the old TNG guys yet yeah I kind of expected to see uh, I thought we'd see Riker before he even left Earth yeah same here I, I definitely thought we were going to see him in three, and then we didn't. And then, you know, the preview of four was like, hey, we're going to go planet hopping, which is cool. I want to see Picard hop in planet. I'd, I'd be happy to not have any of the TNG guys in it, right? Yeah, yeah. But we know they're coming, so you want to see their scenes. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, like, before coming in, I didn't know if Brent Spiner is going to be like a thing, but you know, he's just first episode. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. He was fine in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would suck if we kept having little I, data visions. All yeah, I kind of thought he was going to keep tripping out and seeing data. But, but uh, also, I'm surprised by how... Because as a Starfleet captain, he had a lot of people die. I'm surprised by how affected he seems to be by data. Well, that was a close one for him, wasn't it? But, like, so was Tasha. No, they worked together for, like, three months. I guess, yeah. They had a while. <laughs> And then the rest of the bridge crew seems to still be alive. Yeah, no one else really dies, do they? Yeah. But yeah, you'd think that he would have... Well, no, but there's um, Wesley's dad. That yeah, was long before. Yeah, but this is... By this ancient. Point, this he had hair at that years. point, man. Yeah, not according <laughs> to Nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just a bad copy. He was no, degenerating well, already. No, but they have... they Beforehand, they show you pictures of young Picard, and it's... Tom Hardy was oh the, right, so. right! Oh, right. how will people know it's the same character and that he's both in both pictures? There, there's where you do your bane. Can you do a shins online as bane? Do you remember any shins onlines? Is that too on the spot? No, no, not to my head. That'd be fun. We'll have to just save that for later. Yeah, I'll shins look, I'll, on I'll, as I'll bane. I'll find before we record the next Picard one. <laughs> okay, so there's something I look forward to: <laughs> episode five of Picard and and Luke doing shins online's bane. <laughs> I don't even think I'm that good at Bane. No, but you keep making me do it. It's just so entertaining. <laughs> I am entertained by it. Sorry. 
are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah, I'm entertained. That is cool. <laughs> uh, any final points you want to hit on uh, this Picard? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I'm still enjoying it. I still, it still feels like the best Star Trek content in a long time. But it is starting to do a little more of the things that I don't like. A bit too much modern action and kung fu and non-Star trek stuff and lame villains. They got a but lot. But I'm hopeful th- that it's the heart is in the right place. Th- there's a lot of talking between the uh, decapitations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just hoping that the overall solution that Picard is going to be Picard doing something diplomatic, not a cool action mission. Well, yeah, that's his main phrase, right? Diplomacy is uh, what, talk to him, and if that doesn't work, talk to him some more. If that doesn't work, talk to him some more, which is not the Kirk one, unless it's a computer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, this has been... Matt, I just started to think of my name there. This has been bad. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to you with more of the nose Picard shortly.